Hey, how are you? Welcome to the Casual Gentleman Podcast. My name is Nick Fellinger. My name is Glenn Rauch, and I want to congratulate Nick on that super casual opening. Nicely done. Thank you. Who else do we got in the room? Uh, my name's Brendan Butts. Yeah. And I'm Zane Cooper. Boom! Contributing nerd Zane Cooper to the Casual Gentleman Podcast. You're a nerd, Zane. What a nerd this guy is. Oh, man, I'm the only one in the room, too. It's true. What a nerd you are. It's hey, true. You're such a nerd. Hey, four eyes. <laughs> Nice glasses, four eyes. Brendan yeah. never gets crap about his glasses. Because yeah. Brendan's cool. Brendan, oh. Brendan's wearing a, a sports-themed hat, which makes him a cool guy. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a shirt with a robot and Paul Revere. I don't get why I'm the not British getting... The British coming. That's my favorite shirt, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, a pre- it's a pretty great shirt. So, you guys should, can't see it yeah, at all, though. We should uh, talk more you about should look it up. We see. should talk about things that you can't see in this room right now. There's a shovel in the corner. <laughs> And I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, R. Kelly's over there hanging out. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna stay quiet though. He doesn't like to talk too much. No, R. Kelly he hates the spotlight. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's well known for his <laughs> aversion <laughs> to doing any kind of appearing in the public <laughs> view. R. Kelly hates that. R. Kelly hates exposure. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was trapped in the closet for so long. Do you think R. Kelly has a private plane? I don't know. Probably. He flies like a... If I were R. Kelly... A jet stream? Some kind of... But he believes he can fly himself. Maybe he's the pilot of his private airplane. Does he have a pilot's license? Does he Travolta his own plane? (laughs) Does R. Kelly Travolta his own plane? about that, guys. We don't even know if R. Kelly has a plane. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a plane. I'm sure he can get his hands on one. He could probably buy a plane if he wanted one. I feel like like he rents planes more often than he, like, leases them. I don't know. (laughs) I'd be willing to bet that R. Kelly could buy a plane if he wanted to buy a plane. If he wanted to, sure. Question was really more, like, does he have one? one? Well, yeah, I asked the question. Does he have it? Uh, Send in he... your comments on as to whether or not you think R. Kelly has a plane to at Casual Gentleman on Twitter. Yeah, I that's think right. we should take a vote. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe yay or nay. All right, I'm going to vote nay on does R. Kelly have a plane. I'm going to say nay as well. I'm going to vote yay, honestly. I, I feel like it would be remiss of me to just allow this, allow you guys to sway my vote on this one. I think that R. Kelly, there's a reasonable chance he has some kind of plane. I'm going to say that he's probably got a plane. Okay, I think he but probably as we all know, Zane's something. votes don't count. So the nays take it. Now, R. Kelly when we does say not plane, have a plane. This is a jet that you can fly of some kind. An airplane. An airplane. I think he has a crop duster. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's more his style. So so he's practicing wing rushing. Whether does he have an airplane or has he just like achieved higher consciousness? <laughs> exactly. Does he have some kind of higher? Plane? No, I. I am going to agree with Zane. I think R. Kelly has a biplane, and he practices wing walking in his spare time. He flies it up. Gets it up to a nice cruising altitude, maybe 20,000 feet or so. And a Jumps out on the wing, bust a move. Bust a move on the wing? Yeah. I'm going to say... 10,000 feet? <laughs> I really I don't, know much about, I don't know much about aviation. Does, does he strap himself in, or does he just do it free? I have a feeling that R. Kelly uh, likes to freestyle. He raw dogs it. He raw dogs it? Yeah. Oh, no. Last <laughs> thing I ever want to think about is raw, is raw Kelly R-dogging anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. R. Kelly likes to R-dog it up there on that airplane. Gets up there, does his does his thing. R. Kelly raw dogging thing is the last thing I want to think about. Not R-dogging. Raw, not, raw, not raw Kelly R-dogging. No, I think, <laughs> I think you can call him raw Kelly. That's what the R stands for, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not Robert Kelly. It's Raw Kelly. Well, no, he switched over to like this very like macrobiotic diet. He's living really good these days. Yeah, he's, 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 he's walking in Montel Williams' footsteps. Well, really, no, it's clean living he's and vitamin pills he's got, is what he's, he's got, got going vegan, on. vegan, uh, <laughs> just all, just probiotic shakes all day long. All day, yeah. He's like, like, Iron, like Iron Man yeah. too. He's just like chugging back these the Vita shakes. Green juice. Yeah. The green machine. That naked juice green machine. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Those are delicious. They are really good. I love a green machine. I'm not a fan. No? No? I'm red like machine, blue machine, not a green. What about gold machine? Is there such a thing? Oh, there's a gold machine. Oh, Is I'm there a red machine and a blue machine? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What are those things? They're like berries and blueberries. <laughs> red berries and blueberries? Yeah, he went down. The gold machine is like bananas and golden... Mango. No, oh, they're golden, uh, golden kiwis. Golden kiwis. Those a golden are pond? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, they, take that's a really they, take a, they take a laser yeah. disc of on golden pond. <laughs> they just throw, throw it, it in the blender. blender with some milk and berries. Yeah, for truth. <laughs> that's how that's how that one works. That's why you drink it. That's why I drink for it for truth. Also for having on golden pond in my immune system, making it stronger. Whoa, I've seen on golden pond. What the hell is yeah, that? That's how you matrix on golden pond into your head is by drinking a gold machine. Oh, what? that's right. <laughs> I forgot. And then the Red Machine, you uh, you get all the abilities of Morgan Freeman and Bruce Willis in the movie Red. Yeah. No, yeah. you get the all the abilities of Morgan and Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> blue Machine is you, you become, Martin Lawrence from Blue Streak. No, you turn into a blue man and you start drumming. Things. <laughs> you just went and saw Blue Man, did you not? I did not. I couldn't get tickets. You didn't? No. Uh, could I was not get tickets chat to with you man. about Blue Man. Would have been nice. I've always wanted to see the Blue Man group. I saw Blue Man when I was a kid. Yeah. And they uh, taped drumsticks to my eardrums, me and two other people, right. and then played a song of ows and as on our on our eardrums. Are you sure this was the Blue Man group and, and not, not Child Abuse? <laughs> <laughs> or some sort of like CIA interrogation where they wiped your mind and made you think it was the Blue Man group. Was it the Men in Black who did the steal? <laughs> yeah. Well, because when I was a child, I was actually a super spy. I am Cody Banks. <laughs> I am your agent Cody, Cody Banks. That... Agent Cody Banks oh. was my code name. Well, no, because that, that movie was a reinterpretation of your life. Yeah, it was based on a true story. Star. Very closely based on a true story. Like, oddly closely based on a true that's, story. That's how yeah. you could set up this podcast. You sold your life rights. Yeah. For, like, $23. <laughs> Just enough to buy Just this microphone. To buy <laughs> Uncomfortably close to a true story. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks starring Frankie Muniz. <laughs> Does what? he have a private plane, Frankie Muniz? Probably. He No, he's a car racer. He races cars. Yeah, he has a Formula One car. Yeah. Do you think he just has... Just around a... Hollywood or just, like, on a track? No, on a track. Yeah, he, he races, races, the he races them in like Europe. Oh, I just... Drive, like, a race Yeah, car. really? Yeah, he's, like, races Formula One cars. In Monaco. He retired from acting at, like, age 17 to go race Formula One cars. Well, he was getting that uh, Malcolm in the Middle sweet, money. Sweet, you know? Malcolm money. That, that's cool, though. I guess he... Know what you want to do. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's got that sweet banks cash. Yeah, Agent Cody. I gotta say, I wound up, I, I wound up getting a bunch of uh, respect for Frankie Muniz when uh, someone tweeted to him, uh, like, "You really, uh, how does it feel to suck at acting?" And he tweeted back, um, "Not great, but it feels really good to be retired at 18 years old. How does it feel to live in your parents' basement?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, he, he won that. He won that. Uh, he won that, uh, that salvo." You know, Something I've twist. noticed that if you win an argument on the internet, you didn't really win anything. That's true. Uh, moral satisfaction, a smug look on your face. Yeah. 
Yeah. The twinkle in your eye. The respect you walk of outside. Millions of trolls on the go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That'll do it. Prove me wrong, internet. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> do you think Frankie Muniz has a jet though? Probably. We're agreeing, right? He might. I I would argue. Do you think he hangs out with R. Kelly? Probably. They share a jet. They timeshare a jet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's probably what happens. Frankie sure, Muniz has it in the summer. All the time. <clears throat> Hang it out. Like, that yeah. sounds like a place R. Kelly would go. Yeah. Yeah. R. Kelly chilling in Monaco. Chilling in Monaco, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how soon it is before before Frankie Muniz is going to come back as like a Neil Patrick Harris type or a Rick Moranis on the internet. Frankie Muniz for president. Frankie Muniz for president. Frankie Muniz for president. I think that's, that's what, what we, we need to do. do. We have to wait like 20, 20 years. years. No, we'll start, start the campaign oh, early. Yeah. I don't know. We'll start the campaign Around early. Our age. Maybe our age. Let's start different. the campaign early. No, Frankie <laughs> Muniz for president. As soon as he turns 35, Frankie Muniz for president. Yeah. We should, we should get him elected to some sort of local office, maybe first. Yeah, mayor. Build up a yeah career of some sort. Let's get some any graphic designers out there. Send us some images, some campaign images for Frankie Muniz for president. Yeah, let's make that happen. Well, no, I mean, he's got a lot of experience walking the middle, towing the party line. Yes, so. he is in the middle. We all know that. <laughs> Uh, I always just, I really like the idea that uh, Breaking Bad is the sequel to Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Their marriage fell apart, he lost the kids and just moved out to Albuquerque, started cooking meth. Yeah. yeah. Lost his mind because his family was so yeah. goddamn dumb. Well, because it was very prominent in uh, Malcolm in the Middle how he was an acclaimed chemist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with groundbreaking no- ideas. Yeah, Nobel Prize <laughs> level. Or you could say that maybe it's the prequel to Breaking to Malcolm in the Middle, and that at the at the end of Breaking Bad, die. End of Breaking Bad. End of Breaking Bad. He uh, he has to run away from the cops, and he runs away to wherever Malcolm in the Middle takes place. I think and you could say they are in no way associated. I think that's a better way nah, to view the series. Associated, probably. Clearly, I mean, they're the same character. Oh, it's um actually when Tim Watley. <laughs> Goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's dentist, um, after getting chased out of New York for converting to Judaism for the jokes, right. moves out to suburbia. It's a wife and kids. They drive him completely nuts. He runs away to Albuquerque, where he starts cooking methamphetamine. Where he starts cooking methamphetamine. I think this cancer. is probably actually happening. I think it's a true story. <laughs> it's I think it's like Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. Closely based on a true story. They're Agent Cody Banksing this guy. Yeah. Throughout his many different identities. <laughs> They're Banksing the hell out of him right now. Yeah. So, uh, I heard you went on a tour of the White House recently. That's true. Yeah? Um, How was that? Yeah, I was in, uh, I was in D.C. a few months ago and, um, you know, saw the national monuments that were interesting. The Washington Monument. Nice. Uh, then I was actually able to, to get on a tour of the White House, um... That was, uh, it was really cool. I'd never really done anything like that before. That sounds great. Was how, uh, did you check out all the cool rooms? Um, yeah, I mean, the tour group didn't really go to too many rooms, but I actually, um, I actually managed to slip away from the tour group. Really? You didn't get caught? Um, well, I mean, eventually, eventually eventually they spotted me, eventually they spotted me, but I had a good three or four minutes where nobody, I was kind of unaccounted for in the White House. And, um, actually... I actually did something. You did what? I uh, I did something when what I was in the White House. I uh, I left a listening device. You planted a bug in the White House. A few of them, actually. A few bugs. Yeah. Can we can we take a listen? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Um, yeah. 
Um, I'll go. I'll go set that up. Um, we'll be right back on the Casual Gentleman podcast. All right, we're going to be listening to uh, to a wiretap from the White House when we come back. Uh, Mr. President, thank you for agreeing to meet with me on such uh, short notice. Uh, of course, Director Petraeus. No, sir, I believe we have a very serious problem that may be developing. Hey, did in did North you bring Korea. any of that uh, spicy mustard with you, David? Uh, no, Mr. President, I didn't bring any spicy mustard, but I do have some. You very have got disturbing... to try this burger. It is just phenomenal. I mean, it would be better with spicy mustard. Uh, but seriously, David, Mr. President, please just take a bite. David, take a take a bite. Take a bite of the burger. David, uh, it looks like a very lovely David. burger, Mr. President. But there's a, a situation in North take, Korea where take we're a bite seeing of the a it's, it's Kobe beef. Radiation. It's Kobe beef, 100. percent Just have a bite. Uh, uh, Sheila, uh, can you bring in an extra plate for Director Petraeus? Sir, that won't be necessary. I just really... have a bite. Enjoy a bite of my burger. It is a delicious. Delicious burger. Is that an order, Mr. President? Uh, not an order. A very strong recommendation. Fine. I will there you go. bite of your burger. Come on over. Pick it up. There you go. Got it here. It's very juicy. Be careful. Be careful of the table. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Oh, wow. It's very good. Mm. It's very, very good. That is fantastic, sir. I know. Mm. I'm the president. What I get it? Kobe burgers. Yeah, it's very good. What is that, a... Is that an Applewood smoked bacon on there? Aha. Mm. David, that is why I hired you as director of the CIA. Your military service is excellent. But your palate, it is a national treasure. Thanks, I guess. You ever see that movie? National Treasure? I bet Nicolas Cage would like to steal your palate. Uh, sir, I... Ah. Uh, Next to plain, Mr. President. Ah, uh, thank you. You, Chile, you've got to try this burger. Mm. Mmm. It's good. That is delicious. Thank you, right. sir. I know. It's, uh, David, you know what? I want you to have another bite. For God's sake, Mr. President. David, I am the President of the United States of yes, America. Yes, sir, you are. The 44th man to be elected to the position. The 15th to enjoy a burger in the Oval Office. And only the third to have Kobe beef. Director Petraeus, eat my lunch. I'm sorry, Mr. President, but I really must brief you on the growing situation in North Korea. Will you please let me do my job, sir? Fine. Thank you. Man, now, can't get as you can burger. see here, it is delicious and in the northwestern region of North Korea. We, our satellites uh, have picked up sauce? This radiation is fantastic. signature. Uh, yeah. Our analysts have been plum sauce studying this signature. I don't know, Mr. President. We'll find out what kind of sauce. Right away, sir. And get me some of that spicy mustard. I'm going to need some of that spicy mustard. Excellent, sir. With a nuclear and device. Now, are those sweet potato fries over there? No. Mm. We're Ask not me sure this if it's a power plant. Oh. There we go. Mmm. These, these are just Could fun. be a bummer. Oh, sweet potato fries. I love those. We do have people on perfect, the ground. Perfect compliment to a, to a burger of this, of this quality. If we do find a nuclear device, we would need mm. your authorization to take it with like extreme force if necessary. Juice from the burger drips on the fries. That Sir, is, are you listening to me at all? It's a, David, these sweet potato fries, they are phenomenal. You're going to have to try some. Sir, I am really not interested in the sweet potato fries. I am interested in this radiation David, signature. sweet potato fries, the reason I got into politics. <sighs> the reason I became president, sweet potato fries are a symbol of hope symbol of change. For too long, we have subsisted on regular fries. No longer. The story of the sweet potato is the story of America. Now, David, I am the 44th president of the United States of America. Sir, you are the president of the United States, and North Korea has a nuclear weapon. I don't care about your French fries. David, these are not my sweet potato fries. 
These are the fries of America. They are America's fries. Now, how about we go shoot some hoops? Well, one-on-one -on -one half court. Shirts versus skins. I call skins. Oh, nice abs, Mr. President. Thank you, Sheila. Can you wrap up America's fries for me? We're gonna go hit the blacktop. You ever see a president dunk on a fool? Mr. President, what about North Korea? I gotta go work off this burger before Top Chef. I'll tell you what. You bring Holly and the kids. Uh, Michelle and I make a five-alarm white bean chicken chili with poblano peppers. It will blow your mind. <laughs> hey, well, welcome back to the Casual Gentleman Podcast. Yeah, that's so, uh... <clears throat> seemed a little off the ball there. Yeah, well, you know, I've got, uh... <laughs> it's actually hours and hours of stuff just like that. Yeah, just keeps going on and on like that, just talking about burgers and stuff? Well, you know, not always burgers. Um, he's got a penchant for dumplings from a local Chinese establishment. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, talks a lot about food. So, um... Let's uh let's move on a little bit. Um, you know, we've we've done our politics segment for this week. Uh, let's talk about some other uh, current events in the news. Let's throw it over to news. to Nick Fellinger at the Casual Gentleman News Desk. All right, well, coming in on the wire, we've got a few stories. Uh, first one we've got here is uh, researchers create artificial jellyfish from silicone and a rat's heart. No, that's evil. <laughs> that's <laughs> what? a real thing. We've got, uh, yeah, uh, uh, bioengineers at Harvard University um, created an artificial jellyfish from silicone and cells from a rat's heart. That yes. sounds like the premise of a horror movie. It, 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 that's exactly what's happening. We, they're, they're, they're saying because they can't call it a jellyfish um, because it's, you know, they created it and it's made out of rat. Kind of like how if you are selling something that's that you, like are like chicken wings but aren't hundred percent made of chicken, you have to call them chicken wines. Chicken, chicken product wings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they can't call this a jellyfish because the FDA. So so what they're actually calling it is a medusoid. That sounds like the title of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it. Yeah, this is uh, the makings of a uh, uncomfortably uh, based on a re on a true story. Uh, <laughs> oh, future versions should be able to swim and feed by themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I hear Uva Bowl got the rights to this one. I think this is my favorite quote is right here is, uh, morphologically, we've built a jellyfish. Kit Parker, a Harvard biophysicist who, uh, who led the research, told Nature, functionally, we've built a jellyfish. Genetically, this thing is a rat. So what other what other combinations of animals would you like to see? You see, this is a situation where science didn't ask if they should. They, they just, just kind of went ahead and said, eh, we could do that. What do you do? Hey, yo, yo, what you, what you need over there? You need a you need jellyfish with a rat heart? Yeah, I can do that for you. No problem. Come on over. Come I'll back. Make it out of plastic. Well, it said the, the purpose was to get some kind of a heart pump or the ability to make, like actual heart valves that we can then throw into people or something. Uh, however, I don't see why making some kind of face-hugging alien monster is really going to help with that research. The yeah, team could have used jellyfish tissue and jellyfish muscle, but it just so happens that the building blocks we're more familiar with in tissue engineering come from the heart cells of rats. Because <laughs> you know what they say, write what you know. Yeah. And they know rat hearts. They know rat hearts. <laughs> so what the hell, it's... So I think the oh. verdict the verdict on um, on a silicone rat heart jellyfish is bad. I think that's where we're arriving on this one. This is a bad I, thing. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably a good thing, but it's terrifying. 
Okay. I'm just not making judgment a... until I see where they take it. Until how many people well, kill? I mean, yeah. Now we're one step away from uh, gender-changing frog DNA being put into, you know, dinosaurs. So that's going to be fun. That's... So we're talking a little real-life Jurassic Park Yeah, I think that's where this is headed. I think more realistically we're looking at rat hearts in some kind of dinosaur construct. Either way. You know what's going to be great is in, in, you know, when they actually start to figure out how to apply this technology and when when you're really pissed at your grandfather, you're going to be like, he's got a a rat heart. And it'll be true. (laughs) He'll have a thousand rat hearts <laughs> pumping in his chest. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they could do like <laughs> secondary and tertiary hearts? You could get a bunch of rat hearts around your regular heart, and that way, even if someone shot you, you could keep another heart in your ass or something. That, that's, where, that's where it's going to be, instead of steroids, it's going to be, that guy was found with three hearts, no wonder he could run the, the 40 yard dash in three seconds. I think, the, oh, maybe this is, they're gearing up for the London Olympics. They're going to stick a rat heart in. Usain Bolt. We <laughs> <laughs> have all kinds of new records. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, coming up next on the on the casual gentleman uh, on the casual news gentleman wire newswire. Um, this is actually very cool. I'm excited about this one. Uh, young Rwandan gorillas alert tracker to poachers' snares and dismantle them before him. Uh, so basically, we've got uh, yeah a couple of uh, uh, gorillas in Rwanda uh, were spotted uh, dismantling several snares set by poachers. Um, only uh, a week after two members of their group were killed by said snares. So just to clarify, you're you're not talking about like you know, jungle fighters, gorillas. You're no, like the actual like animal, actual animal like, gorillas. Like Planet gorillas. of the Apes is happening because they've learned how to. fight. Although now they're learning how to dismantle traps, it's only a matter of time before they're setting them. Exactly. And we got some gorilla See? gorillas running around. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I think it's about time that gorillas learned how to dismantle and perhaps even set their own traps. Um, because you know it's been well. When did Jurassic Park come out? We had raptors opening doors. <laughs> I mean, it's been at least a decade since uh, the documentary Congo came out, and that that thing could it could read sign language and it could shoot laser guns. So yeah. I don't know why we haven't pursued Hang on a this second. more. Congo had laser guns. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They, I, need, I need to see this movie. I haven't they, seen Congo. Oh yeah, no, they put a, they, uh, diamonds. They were going to find King Solomon's diamonds. It, never mind. It's <laughs> did, awful. Did it's it really build bad. its own laser gun? Uh, no, but it had like a backpack mounted. We're getting off topic. These gorillas though are the heroes right now. These are the heroes right now. Yeah. Until we, until they get laser guns. Well, or until this medusoid. <laughs> Maybe See, it's going to be a force for good. What this says, though, is that it's the first time that they've seen juveniles doing that, which implies they've been that, doing older, it for a while. that older gorillas can, in fact, disable and traps. And are not very good at it, no. apparently, because they're dying. They probably know, have, if, like, um, 15 in disable traps. And also, I don't yeah. remember, there was, there was a video uh, a couple years ago, uh, or I think the, the film, the footage was actually taken, like, the 70s or something, but it started circulating around the internet a few years ago, um, of, of uh, I believe it was gorillas, or minnows, chimpanzees, who were running around killing people with machetes. Oh, yeah, no, that's real. That's a real thing. That was actually, uh, that wasn't at random, they were actually they trained, were trained to use machetes for the purpose of murdering people by some dictator. By Idi Amin. Yeah, that's right. Idi Amin trained chimpanzees to use machetes, and now that he's long since been training them, but the chimpanzees have started training each other. Yeah. How do you? They have machetes. the ability. I mean, the, the you know, just coming from an anthropological standpoint, they have the ability to make rudimentary tools and everything. Uh, they have the ability to learn sign language. It's only a matter of time before they learn how to use weapons. Why can't we teach some of these guys to use a lawnmower? Why? Yeah. Am, why am I still mowing my father's lawn? There, there's the not a lot of lawns out in uh, Kenya. I don't know. 
Oh, there's a big lawn called the Sahara. The grasslands. Or the uh, Serengeti, excuse me. Here's the... Uh, here's the Sahara is not known for its lush... If I may, I want to bring in the... Uh, so we've already done two animal stories. I want to give the other animal story that I'm particularly concerned about. I heard that... Um, okay, so th- there's... So octopus are the smartest non-mammal. Are you talking about octopuses? I thought dolphins... Oh, no, dolphins are mammals. Yeah, dolphins are totally mammals. Octopus is the smartest non-mammal that exists. Okay. And the thing that pretty much everything that I've ever read or seen about octopus, they say um, uh, the thing that really prevented octopus from being smarter than some mammals, being smarter than dolphins, being smarter than, you know, small children, I guess, um, is that they are completely 100% solitary animals their entire life. From the time they're born, they have no other help from any other octopus. Also, they're malevolent and godless killers. But I think that might be their main problem. <laughs> it's very hard to be a social animal when you just murder the nearest thing. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, um, they found a, a pocket of the ocean uh, off Indonesia where octopus are training each other. Like and a so terrorist camp? They're learning. <laughs> they're learning. Yeah. Octopus are, are learning faster. Hmm. So by the time an octopus is a juvenile now, they're learning how to do things that they wouldn't learn otherwise until they were 80. So then they're going to start teaming up with these silicone rat jellyfish in the ocean. And they're going to come the on. They're going to start coming. The medusoids. Yeah. They're going to start Let's be politically correct. It's the medusoids. Come on. Medusoids. They're the gonna ar- team up ar- with artificial rat-hearted silicone medusoids. <laughs> They're going to start waging a war with the chimpanzees and the gorillas. Hang on, Zane, didn't you used to play bass for the artificial rat-hearted silicone medusoids? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was my indie prog rock <laughs> band, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, story number three on the Casual Gentleman Newswire. Boom, 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 boom. I think we've all heard uh, at this point that um, that Fred Willard was arrested for masturbating in a movie theater. Oh, Fred Willard. Kudos to you, Fred Willard. Our Just hats are off. A class. Pants. I'm sorry. Our pants are off to you, Fred. Willard. Fred Willard was out there Pee Wee Hermaning it up. <laughs> yeah, and and I think and and. Getting you mean Paul, Paul Rubinesque? You're getting Paul Rubinesque. There are a couple really wonderful um, uh, things about this story. One of them that I really liked was how the entire comedy community was like, eh, it's, yeah, he's masturbating in a movie theater. Give him a break. It's Fred Willard. It's he's Fred earned Willard. the right. He's earned the right. But the other thing... You should be so lucky to see Fred Willard masturbate <laughs> in a movie theater. The other thing that just, uh, that just came out today is uh, the website YouPorn. Uh, uh, known for its. its I, I don't free. think I've ever heard of that website. Oh no, I've, I've, I, you know, clean living all the way for me. I've never uh, even decided. What's what is porn? Research. What is porn? Pornography. Oh yeah, I don't never heard of it. Um, so, <laughs> so you porn the the website of, of, of free free internet porn uh, that you can have at home. You don't have to even have to go to an adult movie. Wait, theater you don't or... have to go buy a ticket from a guy and go and sit in a. Crunchy theater? No, you can go just a you sweltering can... bank of sperm and odors. I don't want to go there. You can just rub one out right on your home desktop keyboard. Or a library. Or at a library. Yeah. It's probably also gonna get you arrested though. <laughs> well because then you got kids around. Nick, it's the twenty first century. Nobody goes to libraries <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, Alright, so the website YouPorn sent Fred Willard a letter um, offering to buy him a computer. So that he would be able to masturbate comfortably at home, um, which is uh, they also offered free installation 
of the, of the computer. So the, what they said, one of one of you, one of our Uporn representatives will come to your home to install it for you. What what kind of luddite do they think he is that they have to send someone to set a computer? Why would anybody want a representative from Uporn in their house? <laughs> Yeah, but what kind of computer was it? I mean, I wouldn't turn down a free computer. A right? Lap, a laptop? Uh, Do you think Fred Willard has a jet? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> think he has a private plane? Probably. I, think, I don't know. He's jerking off in theater, so I don't think he's rocking G6. Can we, maybe he doesn't have a computer because he spent all his money on a, a sweet jet. new plane. <laughs> I'd just like to say, I just read this, that he is 72 years old. Yeah. Props yeah. off for Fred Willard. Props. For still, I think that was the problem, is Fred Willard was <laughs> propping off in that movie theater. <laughs> Well, well, no, what was the, what was well the title of that movie him. he was working on there? Um, oh, his new movie coming out is called Yank. Ah! Athlete hey. title. Life imitating art, folks. It and doesn't art get more real than Frank Willard masturbating. Frank who? He's just... Fred Willard. There you go. Frank Miller. I was thinking of Frank Miller because of Batman. We're about to talk about that. Ah. Well, seems like a pretty uh, good transition right there. Seems like a so let's talk about Batman, Zane. Let's uh, turn it over to Zane's nerd corner. Get nerdy with Zane. Exclusively. On the Casual Gentleman Podcast. Let's get nerdy with Zane. Hey everyone, welcome to Nerd Corner with Zane. That's me. I'm talking to you today about The Dark Knight Rises, which, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, came out this Thursday night slash Friday morning. It was excellent. Um, I don't actually have a thesaurus big enough to give me the words to describe how I feel about this movie. Um, needless to say, all the performances are great. Um, I want to call out three people in particular. Tom Hardy does an amazing job as the antagonist Bane. Um, he brings so much ego to a character who is just a dude in a robot skull mask. Uh, his eyes and the crazy voice he decides to use, the mannerisms, he gets across who this character is without the use of his face, which is amazing. I would also like to call Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He does a great job as the uh, young rookie detective. Don't know his name, actually. Mr. Blake, I believe. Officer Blake. Sorry. Um, I also want to call him Michael Caine. Uh, I mean, Michael Caine's no stranger to tear jerkers. But I will say that uh, he almost jerked all the tears right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you Fred Willard in your tears. Uh, yeah. No, I just... Oh, man. Uh, he, there, there, there's one particularly touching scene uh, that was just well shot, well acted, uh, an excellent addition to the canon of Christopher Nolan's series. And I will say that Christopher Nolan does an excellent job of wrapping it up. Most people would not even be able to dream of having a trilogy this amazing ending on this note. Uh, it would, would have petered off in the hands of anyone else, and I'm including Steven Spielberg and George Lucas there. Uh, Christopher Nolan does an amazing job. I would like to call him out, however, for his... Uh, his and many other people in the media, but I'll just concentrate on him. There's a lot of correlates here between the Occupy Wall Street movement and Bane's homeless assassin army. Um, there's just just the fact that they, these people are upset with life. They don't know how to cope, so they rally behind this person. So Christopher Nolan came up with this fake figurehead for the Occupy movement who would have driven it to destroying New York City. Um, I also want to compare it to The Avengers, the big summer blockbuster superhero movie that was the... Uh, that was released earlier in the summer. Um, they are both excellent movies. They're both both excellent comic book movies. Um, I will say, however, as a film, The Dark Knight Rises far surpasses The Avengers. The Avengers is a fun, great time. The Dark Knight Rises is super heavy. So go into it expecting a great time and uh, enjoy it. If you haven't seen it already, go out and do it. 
If you have seen it, go out and see it again. I plan on doing so as soon as possible. I also want to talk about, there's a line that Bane says in the film about how before he put the mask on, nobody cared about who he was. Um, it's this flair for sensation that actually drives almost all of Christopher Nolan's trilogy. The idea of Batman becoming a symbol to fight injustice, and then the Joker co-opting that, taking that idea. Uh, and then Bane taking to his logical conclusion with someone who turns himself into a uh, false messiah for these people who are looking for a shred of hope in a city that is just entirely hopeless. Um, I don't want to draw too much attention to it, but the thing that happened in Colorado could definitely be seen as something that uh, was almost foretold in this movie. It's uh, it's very awful. Um, so I'm not going to speak much more about it. I just want to say my prayers go out to the families of those who suffered through this tragedy, and I hope this guy gets what he richly deserves. Um, the other thing I want to mention about it, the scale. Batman is a creature of the shadow. He goes around hunting these people down, and it's been for the 70 years since its inception. Ha, Christopher Nolan joke. <laughs> it's uh, a... <laughs> For 70 years, he's been a creature of the shadows who goes around hunting these people through a realm that they thought was their own. In this, he's brought out into the open, and he has to become a rallying point, the counterpoint to Bane's, I don't want to say evil, but misguided attempts to get people together. Um, this movie does not disappoint. I'm going to sum it all up right now, for this at least, by saying check out my extended take on The Dark Knight Rises and the Christopher Nolan trilogy, uh, Casual Gentleman. Dot wordpress.com Have a great day. This is Zane signing out. It was dark in the city. Always dark. I was running. Seems like all I do these days is run. I had a history. Crossed a crooked detective a while back, and now even the regular uniforms would just as soon as shoot me as breathe air. Six years I've been running. Trying to scratch out a living anywhere I can. But run, run as fast as they can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. The sirens fade off into the distance and I slowed down. The breath caught in my throat. <sighs> I needed a drink. Walked into Nicky's place. Yeah, what'll it be, Ginger? And give me a touch of the Irish, Nick. That amber liquid burned in my throat. Let me ignore the burning from my lungs. Looking around the bar, I spotted him. The fox was here. Before I'd started running away, I, I did some work for his old man. Things turned a little sour, the old man trying to have me put down in a way that ended up with me crossing that detective. So I ran. Now I'm back, and it's the sun running the show. Guns, drugs, whatever you need, the fox can get it from across the river. Done a little work for him from time to time since I've been back. Lucky for me, the fox is one of those forgive-and-forget types. So, uh... <laughs> I got a job for you, kid. Got a shipment coming in from my boys in Southeast Asia. Heroin. <coughs> Centric fiction. Strong female protagonists, that kind of thing. Black market paperbacks, kid. That's where the real money is. I need you on that boat, Ginge. These guys from across the river. I don't trust them. Here. Let me buy you another drink. The fox was the worst kind of dealer. The kind that didn't care what he sold or who was buying. The kind of dealer who wouldn't bat an eye at some little girl reading one of those Twilight books and getting all kind of ideas. Meet me tonight. Pier 1875. You do me right on this? I got another shipment coming up next week from Columbia. 
some real primo snow. <coughs> Globes. Counterfeit tchotchkes, kid. That's where the real money is. I slugged my single malt and left Nicky's. The fox was covering my tab that night. And for that drink, I owed him. The bar spat me out onto the asphalt. Misty haze settled in, turning the streets slick. The city was either sweating or crying, and I didn't know which. But I knew which one I'd prefer. Before I even thought about which way to go, my feet took me back to her house. My old lady. We'd had some good times back before I had to run. Things weren't so good lately, but... Maybe we still had a few good times left in us. You got some nerve showing your face around here, Ginger. The way you left... Come on, baby. I left to keep you safe, you know that. You ran out on me. That's what I do, baby, I run. I'm the goddamn gingerbread man. That's no excuse. I got a bun in the oven. I know, baby, I know, but... I got a job tonight with the fox. We'll be able to get out of this town. Finally go live a normal life somewhere. A kid, he'll... He'll never have to run. He'll never have to run from nobody. Be careful out there, Ginge. That fox. He's a sly one. Midnight. The pier. The fog hung over us like icing on a cake. But tonight, nothing any of us were doing would ever get confused for being sweet. The fox stood out against the glow of the moon, casting a shadow across the rest of the dock. He lit his cigarette and waved me over. Hey, kid. Good to see you. Wanna smoke? It was my brand. I took one from the offered pack, and he had it lit before I even got it to my lips. I pulled deep. The smoke calmed me. Now you and me, we're gonna jump in my speedboat. Take you across the river. Quick meeting with the boys from Asia. Bing, bang, boom. You get on the ship with them, bringing over the heroin. <coughs> Centric paperbacks. I come back across in this baby here. No muss, no fuss. You bring a gun? I nodded. I've been smart enough to do that, at least. I got the 9mm I stashed in my old lady's place. Yeah, leave it in the car. I got a fresh piece waiting for you across the river. Glock. No serial numbers. Untraceable. Fox ain't about to let you go in there with nothing. I dropped my gun in his trunk. He flashed that smile at me as he clicked it shut. The smile that earned him his name. Anyone seeing that smile, well, you never knew if he was about to start laughing or tear your throat out with his teeth. This time, it was a laugh. <laughs> Come on, kid, loosen up. We're going for a boat ride. As we got in his boat, I wondered exactly what I'd gotten myself into. I'd let the fox put me into another situation for the price of a drink and a smoke and whatever cash he'd stuff in an envelope for me after the job. As we made our way across the river, the fox kept up a pretty steady flow of chatter. This job, that job, where the real money is. And then he started talking history. You know, Ginge, my old man, he truly hated your guts. He never forgived you for screwing the bannock job. Yeah, I know, Fox. That's why he had that detective come after me. <laughs> I wish he'd stop. The old man's long gone. Yeah, well, Mr. Detective, he believes in finishing a job once he takes payment. He's, uh, honorable like that. Fox, can't you call him off? I'm tired of running. I could, if I wanted him off. I liked you running, Ginger. 
makes you easier to control. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but now, I think maybe I've run out of use for you. I could have run down the barrel of his gun if I wasn't so worried about what might be running up the other way. I tried to stay calm. <laughs> Fox, come on. Be serious. I outran the detective for years. I outran your old man. I can outrun you. I can. You can't catch me. I'm the goddamn gingerbread man. Yeah, that's why I got you on this boat, kid. There's nowhere to run. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the Casual Gentleman Podcast. Coming to our ranch. <laughs> Coming down to our ranch. Yeah, my name is Nick Fellinger. My name is Glenn Rauch. I'm Brendan Butts. From the Nerd Desk, I'm Zane Cooper. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Remember, if you want to uh, shoot us a message, our email address is casualgentlemanproductions at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, check out our, our sweet-ass blog featuring uh, the, 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 the Dark Knight Rises uh I'm going to go ahead and call it a novel that Zane's working on. Um, You should definitely check it out. And there's going to be other posts from the rest of the gang, including some pretty bitchin' brackets that are going to be appearing soon. Enjoy some hilarious tweets at Casual Gentlemen. That's on Twitter. It's on Twitter, yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com slash casual. You guys know how the internet works, right? It's, I don't, clearly. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a series of tubes. <laughs> it's a series of tubes. But thanks for listening, guys. And uh, until next time... Boom. Bone, Bone shots. shots.